Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, The Expendables 2, the sequel even more ridiculously over-the-top than the first film. The film stars an ensemble cast of largely action film actors consisting of Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Chuck Norris, Terry Crews, Randy Couture, Liam Hemsworth, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Bruce Willis, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. This movie has a big cast. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. One of the reasons we uh, are, are talking about this movie is because the trailer for Expendables 4 dropped. But what struck me funnily is the trailer dropped before I watched this. So I had only just watched the trailer. And the whole trailer is like, hey, can we please get this one R rated? And then I'm watching Expendables 2 bodies exploding, knives and blood. And I'm like, wait, was this not R rated? I'm confused. This appears to be an R rated film to me. Like, what? What what's going on with the marketing? But yeah, I just found that was funny because like weren't they all like this? I mean, it's something that Stallone's kind of known for since like his like action resurgence following John Rambo in like 2010 or whatever. It's the like over the top blood and guts and action that he's coming back at, and along with the quipping. Like, yeah, with well, with the rating. So R, when they say R rating, that's often the US R rating. Rambo, that's even an R rated film here in Australia. Yeah. The Expendables films, maybe the first one was an R, but I think maybe MA15 for the sequel. The third movie was an M. It had really? the violence from the first two films, but not the blood. Uh-huh. And it was about introducing the new younger characters in that third one. And it took away from Wesley Snipes and the older guys, which the Expendables is supposed to be. That That's the focus. That's the whole point of this franchise in the first place. And then they've got Megan Fox in 50 Cent in four. But I'm still optimistic. Still give me mm. the older guys. I mean, that first Expendables movie, Dolph Lundgren as Gunner, that character clearly died. He died, but they obviously changed their mind during the making of that movie, and he just turns up at the end alive and well. And it doesn't make sense because he clearly died in that first film. Big fan of Dolph, like the character of Gunner, I'm glad that they didn't kill him off and they brought him back for two, three, and four. But it's weird that you watch that first film and that character absolutely dies. He should not <laughs> be in the film anymore, but he just turns up at the end. Yeah. Uh, although saying that with this movie, some odd things happen. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam Hemsworth, like when this movie came out, he was uh, an increasing name in Hollywood, uh, even now, you know, he's replacing Henry Cavill as the Witcher. Um, this will, time will tell how well that does, but he was in the hunger games, which was big at the time. 
uh, and he was definitely becoming uh, a like getting to the point of being a name of the expendables about them being expendable because the the old guys the youngest character Billy the kid is the one who dies he's the expendable one <laughs> yeah yeah it turns yeah, out the he... expendable one is not the one who's had multiple franchises who would have thought he dies you know it's interesting right because Hemsworth was actually cast in the first film in a similar role and as a different character but his role was written out of the script Stallone remained in contact with him offering him a role in the sequel when production began and Stallone described the character as the next generation of the Expendables who is not as cynical as the other team members um, he's also not as alive as the other team <laughs> members because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't survive. Now, when this first movie got announced, I was I was so excited. And like and I went to watch it and I did like it. And I and I do like it a lot, if I'm honest. But I've always felt like this sequel, it absolutely delivered on the promise of the concept like what i thought that first movie was going to be this movie delivers that then some i mean this is so much more over the top and then you've got quips and then you've got like bruce willis you've got arnold schwarzenegger and they're even saying each other's lines like yeah. it's like it's amazing what is it like arnie says I'll be back. And he's like, you've been back yeah, enough already. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what Bruce says to Arnie. And then Bruce leaves and and Arnie goes, yippee-ki-yay. I'm like, oh, my God, this yeah. is amazing. It's like there's so yeah. many moments in this film that I just feel like, oh, my God, they have made this movie just for me. It feels yeah. tailored to me. There yeah. is so and on top to of enjoy. All that, Jean-Claude Van Damme as... Oh. Villain, on honestly, villain, villain, villain. When you've got the showdown, I feel like we're just going to fanboy about this movie and about these action stars, and we're just going to be all over the place with this. But when you've got the showdown, Barney Ross, villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point, Barney's pretty pissed, and he keeps saying villain. Over and yeah. over again, angrier and angrier. I mean, the fact that this villain's name is Villain is incredible. And when yeah. you've got Barney just shouting, Villain! Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is next level. There is so yeah. much to uh, enjoy. And there's some fourth wall breaking as, like, initially Van Damme just knocks him out, like, uh, knocks him down, like, nothing, because he's clearly, like, like, ready and he's not had to shoot his way through, like, 50 dudes but then he's like it's like is that it i wanted my money's worth kind of like speaking for us the audience of like that can't be where the fight ends nah nah of course not this is going for going for a lot longer than that but yeah just those little bits and pieces the uh there's a quip like you know they're in where are they in it's like uh ukraine or um or some former Soviet like territory, and they're driving through a town that looks exactly like New York. <laughs> yes. And then they just ask, like, "What the heck is all this?" I don't know. 
but it's probably from the Soviet era where they used to stage uh, training for an inevitable like invasion of America. And he's like, so is there anything you don't know? And she's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think maybe it's, no, you know exactly what it is. Like yeah. you are, the, the, you know everything. That's uh, Maggie played by Nan Yu, who is also great. She's playing it very dry, but her humor she's still got comedic lines they're just delivered like super dry which kind of works because i do find it a a shame that jet lee's like take like just literally drops out of the movie because he like he drops out of the airplane in a parachute and then he never turns back up he never comes back at the end he doesn't (laughs) but that's because that was down to scheduling conflicts with flying swords of dragon gate so that meant that it could only take part in the film's opening but it's that thing where he's obviously there because he wants to be there he's made it work mm. as best as he can with with his schedule and i just yeah. love the whole idea of the expendables where you know stallone has had some ups and downs i can't remember but you remember the tv show las vegas with was it with um, James Caan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good show. And and that was at a point where Stallone wasn't doing too much. He wasn't the movie star. And, and obviously he's come back now and he's brought Rambo back, Rocky back, all of that. But season two of that show, I think maybe just one episode, Stallone was in it and he was bloody fantastic. And it was so great seeing Stallone again. So he is at a point in his career where he wasn't number one on the call sheet, number two, number three, number four, or whatever. So when he had the idea for The Expendables, it's like he's going to go back to his mates, like his buddies from the 80s, the 90s, from his action movies. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, Snipes is in the third one. You know, everybody that we had in that first yeah. movie. And yeah, then Banderas, this one. who he'd done uh, Assassins with. Yeah, and that's what's great. That, I, I love that. Like, so you're watching him and Snipes together, and you're like, yes, Simon Phoenix, Demolition Man. You know, you can you can connect the dots, but I just love the fact that he's got everyone back. So Jet Li was in that first movie, and, you know, he's putting the sequel together, and Jet Li clearly couldn't be in the whole movie, but, you know, whoever's doing each other a favour here, he turns up. So I like that yeah. even though he's just in the opening, is here. Dolph Lundgren, you know, oh, man, it's so good seeing these guys together. Again, he absolutely died in that first movie. I don't care. I'm just going to leave it <laughs> he's, he's alive and well, and it's brilliant. And I like the fact that, and with his character in particular, they're using Lundgren's like real life personal history, including his chemical engineering degree, which people yeah. might not necessarily know is true, but is absolutely yeah. true. That's incorporated. <laughs> yes, that's incorporated into the character's story, which is which is fantastic. It's just it's a lot of fun. And then just when you feel as though this movie has thrown as many action stars as it can at you. We get Chuck Norris as Booker. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, the American holy Ninja crap, <laughs> absolutely. And here he is, a retired military operative on a mission to save his old, old teammates. Norris agreed to come out of retirement from acting at the age of 71 in order to appear in this film. And that's what I love. These guys just turning up for each other. 
So yeah. much fun. And he makes the Chuck Norris joke. Oh, I heard you got bitten by a King Cobra. He goes, yeah, but out of out of after five agonizing days, it finally died. I'm like, oh, he did it, the it's, thing. it's amazing. Yeah, oh, but yes, it's amazing. It's so oh, it's it's so cool. There's so much to enjoy here. And you know, returning um members of the expendables, we've got Terry Crews as Hail Caesar. He's the love that name. <laughs> yes. Oh mate, I love all the names. Jason Statham, Lee Christmas. What a name. <laughs> so he so Cruz is Hail Caesar. He's the guy with the big guns until yes. Arnie comes along and he wants his big gun. But he's yeah. that guy. Randy Couture as Toll Road. He's the team's <laughs> demolition expert. Um, yeah, and he's got the thing about his cauliflower ears, and the, it's like an ongoing joke. Um, but he's and you know, having been like one of the first stars of UFC, like people know he's actually capable. Like, in absolutely, terms of, like, his uh, physical prowess and stuff. And in terms of his acting, like he's great. He's he's so good in this role. Like, I never think, like, oh, this is just something he decided to do after he had finished fighting. He didn't have any plan. It's like, no, no, it felt like he always planned this out. Yeah, like, no, this I, was always what he was going to come. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think um, I think he would, too. He describes his character as the glue that holds all these dysfunctional guys together. Yeah, no, I agree. He does. He, he, fits, he fits right in. Mentioned Arnie already i mean it's almost it's i mean it's always fun when he turns up here he is again as trench ross's arch rival and occasional ally stallone intended to have arnie return for a sequel before the release of the expendables if this works i would love to get him for the next one and of course he does and then he's in the third one as well bruce willis Personal issues and his recent, you know, diagnosis, and it's really sad for him, his family, and and everything. But and he's made so many, you know, direct-to-home release or direct-to-streaming movies, and he seems to be pumping out so many a year. But this is like an era of Willis, you know. Obviously, he can go, you know, back to Die Hard and you know the the shows that he's done before that. But there's just. Bruce Willis, he he always had you know the smirk, the twinkle. There's something about him. So it's so fun just going back and watching these movies again, and just seeing these three three guys together. And way yeah. back when they opened Planet Hollywood together, Stallone, Arnie, Willis, and I, I think the the shirt that Arnie is wearing at the end of this movie is actually a Planet Hollywood. Sure, I'm pretty sure he's got that Hawaiian style yeah. shirt. I'm pretty sure it's a Planet Hollywood shirt, which is a pretty fun nod to the business venture that they all had together before they were doing movies together. But yeah. Bruce Willis, like, this is good, Bruce. Like, because he's never been as big as the other guys, but you know, he's going toe to toe, you know, quip for quip. It's it's fun to see the three together. Yeah, and uh yeah, this is like the the Bruce Willis that I'll I'll always remember is him in this style and with it and this kind of competency in terms of uh, delivery and the caliber of film as well. I mean, this might be like a, a, a schlocky 
cheesy action movie, but this is what this was his bread and butter. This is what made him in the first place. Is this style of like over the top fun film? Um, and you know, I I'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Scott Adkins, who plays Hector uh, Villain's main henchman. Who Scott Adkins? People might just know him from the Adkins Diet, like. But he is like a stuntman who's been prolific in Hollywood for a long time. Uh, he was in John Wick Four. He was the the uh, the gangster, the fat gangster who who has is like obsessed with gambling. That is actually Scott Adkins in a big fat suit that he has to fight Keanu Reeves and all that sort of stuff. He's, like, he's fantastic. So many, he's, yeah. yeah, he's great in that. And when, yeah. when I think the first thing I saw before like seeing a trailer was his character poster. I'm like, oh wow! When you see the actual movie, that character is defying the laws of physics because he shouldn't be able to move the way that he can. But of course he can because under that fat suit he is still Scott Adkins. But you just blow my mind there. I didn't know this is. Did you say he's responsible? The Adkins diet is that him? Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, I've heard of the yeah, Adkins diet. Everybody has, I think. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know because that was being him. being a stuntman, it's such a physically demanding job, and they've got to be in phenomenal shape because often they're stepping in for an actor who doesn't have to put their body through that kind of rigorous thing. They just have to get in shape. So, like you're talking like superhero movies and big action movies. So the the actor spends all his time getting in shape. He didn't have that choice. He always had to be in that shape because not only did he have to body double these guys, but he also had to do all the stunt work that they don't have the training for, whether it was martial arts or taking the falls or going, get thrown through windows. So yeah, like how he has, how he used to maintain, I don't know if he still does it, but how he used to maintain that fit body was, that's what made it big. And you know, he needed, wow. his, it was a way to get his face out there because otherwise he's always just going to be like stunt double guy. And like it helped having, some brand recognition helped him get actual speaking roles as himself, not stepping in for like other, you know, yeah, I I didn't know that at all. That is, that is incredible. I I didn't realize there is, I don't know if it was a comic strip or a comic book, like a British comic book. I think it's called accidental man or something like that. So it is a, you know, I think it's like a London based film. But Scott Adkins is the lead, and he's playing a comic character. And apparently, it's a character that he used to read growing up, and then maybe even made a sequel, Accidental Man, something like that. That might be something worth looking into for a future episode. Pretty sure yeah. that is a thing. But I was just looking, like most of these guys, like he was approached for the first movie, but he. He had to turn it down because he was filming Undisputed 3, Redemption. Yeah. And Undisputed, the first one, was that Wesley Snipes and Bing Rhymes? Oh, I I can't remember. I'm sure know, I've seen it. I know Undisputed 2 was Michael J. White. Anyway, yeah. Scott Adkins, he did the third film. And, of course, in this, he's playing Van Damme's right, right-hand man. Interestingly, he played the main character in the movie Hard Target 2, which came out in 2016, which is a direct-to-video sequel to the film Hard Target from 91, 
where Van Damme played the main character. So there you go. He's Van yeah. Damme's henchman in this, and he was a sequel, or he was in a sequel to a Van Damme movie. That's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And if uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with him because he does the uh, with Corridor Crew. He's one of the people that get on for stuntmen react. Obviously, being a stuntman and having that kind of insight, which I uh, that's right. I, I, uh, he's talked about this specifically in like doing, having to do the fights with, um, Jason Statham. I don't know why I blanked on his name. Uh, and he goes, yeah, he goes, they, they asked him like, oh, is it, is it hard? He goes, when you're working with Jason Statham, no, he's at least as qualified as I am. To oh, be wow. Doing this choreography and this sort of stuff. Cool. He goes, the, the difference is when you take like a Liam Hemsworth, and you've got to do action sequences because it's not in their um, in their repertoire. It's not something that they've spent the years. You know, like Jason Statham's a legitimate martial artist, so you walk through and they he will actually give you things of like I like to do this and this is one of my th-. and like he'll show like oh yeah well we can work that in, and it's like a more of a like a a, a collaboration. Yeah, but when he's coming with like a Liam Hemsworth or you know he's done so many movies where it's like having to do is go with an actress or like a Scarlett Johansson is in that stage. It's like you work with them, you see what they can pick up and then you just kind of got to work to their um, limitations because on these, on these movies, never had that issue with Keanu Reeves, never had that issue because these people have put in the hours. Yeah. Like Keanu Reeves is getting on and he's not quite at the level he was come John Wick one. Uh, yeah, he's, he still, says Jason, he's still putting yeah. in the work, isn't it? And it's good to hear yeah. that about, honestly, it's good to hear that about Jason Statham. I mean, every now and then I like to go back and watch Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. That is not Jason Statham doing action, but it's good seeing him early in his career. But, you know, the Transporter films and, you know, yeah. followed him throughout all all his movies, all his action films. And it's good hearing things like that, like someone legit like Scott Adkins that's like saying, no, no, no. Statham, he knows his shit. He knows yeah. what he's doing. They're working, working together. You know, interestingly, if you look at the poster for the Expendables 4, the way they're all positioned on the poster, and it's an ensemble, so they're all on there, but Statham is actually stood uh, in front of Stallone. Yeah. Which it's kind of like just like, like overlapping, and Stallone has yeah. said that this is his going to be his final film. Like four, yeah. that's it. And then if they make more, then Lee Christmas is going to be leading the team. Yeah, um, which you know, I've I've enjoyed all three so far. I'm looking forward to number four. Yeah, um, yeah, I I, just... I have, but three, I think was. Three for me is the weakest one. Like, there's a lot of high points, and I don't want to get too into it because you know the fourth's going to get reviewed. The three, the third movie, should I say, will get reviewed at some stage. But this is the highlight, though, so far for me. The second one is the highlight, and as many stars yeah. as we get in this film, at several stages of development, other actors were pursued for the film. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage were considered Ooh. to work with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone in this film. Incidentally, 15 years previously, Travolta and Cage took the roles of Sean Archer and Caster Troy in Face Off 
which was made and written for Stallone and Schwarzenegger. So that's pretty. Wow, that's pretty fun. I did know that, but that's a fun bit of fun bit of trivia there. But if they if they keep making these, if they make Expendables five, six, whatever, if Nicolas Cage and John Travolta don't turn up at no point, ridiculous. They have to turn yeah. up. They've yeah, got to be in there. Especially Nicolas Cage, given kind of the the renaissance he's been having recently, like. Get him get him involved. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I yeah, I would like to say talk about the directors for this, Simon West. Like looking through his back catalogue, I'm like, I wonder why they hide this guy. The name, the name of the director doesn't ring a bell. Ah, the uh Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie and Con Air. No wonder this was good. This guy's got like especially Con Air. Like I like I don't know anyone who was uh in school in the nineties who don't have fond, fond memories of Con Air. I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's exactly someone to go to for this kind of a film. And the music going into, by Brian Tyler. Before we get to the music, before going into this movie, Simon West, I absolutely knew him as the director of Con Air. I love that movie so much. It is my favorite action movie of all time. <laughs> it's what made me be such a big fan of Nicolas Cage. I mean, in the space of two years, The Rock, Face Off, Connor. Incredible. And just, oh man, honestly, Connor, why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? I just, I love it so much. So, yeah, so for him to be the guy that is directing this, it worked with Statham again on, I think, just the first mechanic film, you know, the remake yeah. of the. Uh, Charles Bronson films. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he just did the first one, but they've got such a strong director. Like outside of the action films, he also directed The General's Daughter, John Travolta. Yeah. And yeah, big the, movie. Really, really, very yep. well received. And the remake of When a Stranger Calls for some reason. He did a horror film, but um, okay. <laughs> interesting back catalog. But yes, the composer you were about to talk about. Yeah, Brian Tyler. Brian Tyler. Um, again, he's the exact kind of person you expect on a movie like this. Back catalog, most of the Fast and the Furious movies, uh, if not all of them. Um, he did the super, the recent Super Mario Brothers movie with Chris Pratt and uh, Charlie Day, which yep. I'm like, oh, awesome. But he's also been responsible for the soundtracks of a lot of the Assassin's Creed ones, including what arguably people put up there as the best Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And if it's one thing you can say about the music, for, uh, the video games of Assassin's Creed, the music has always been phenomenal. So, I mean, like he's like the reason, like, there's a reason why you didn't have to worry that side. I mean, he is a very, very talented hand in the music department. Oh, absolutely. And if you're looking for a Stallone connection outside of the expendables trilogy he also composed rambo ah awesome there you go oh do you know what moment in the movie right after trench says i'm back after saving them from the mind the music beat is the same first few beats of the terminator theme yeah i mean this movie knows what it's doing it knows (laughs) what it is it is so on the nose, so over the top. It's, oh, man, it is 
it is so much fun like it's just so much fun you know again going back to arnie saying yippee in reference to bruce willis in die hard um later asking who's next rambo like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, what was that film you made? Okay, let's work that into the script. But uh, how can I reference? How can I reference that? Oh man, it is it is so much fun. And um, I mean, tonally, there's a lot of deaths in this film. I've got a number yeah. here. The body count: four hundred and eighty-two. That's a lot. <laughs> Way more than I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a lot, and. um Oh, with with the costume, like I mentioned, you know, Arnie's wearing a vintage Hawaiian style Planet Hollywood shirt under his jacket. Stallone's appearance and clothing choices are almost identical to the character of John Spartan in Demolition Man. Of course, yeah. the role he played in the early nineties with the black pants, vest, gloves, and black beret. He does. He looks yeah. like John Spartan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, but it makes sense because it's just like militaristic looking stuff. Um, yeah, he has, that, well, he has that affection for his like, his pistol, which is funny with everyone else's main weapon being like a rifle or and you know, except for Lee Christmas, he's a knife guy. He's a throwing knife guy. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's his role, and that's what I love. Everyone's got a particular role, like they bring yeah. something unique to the team. You know, we recently did a review of Judge Dredd. Of course, Stallone, and then again this. So that's like two for two referencing Demolition Man. And we did yeah. find out off air that DC Comics in the 90s did publish some Demolition Man comics. So I reckon down the track, we'll <laughs> we'll do a Demolition Man review. Um, spoiler, yeah. we love that film. But um, yeah, absolutely. We'll, get to it. we'll get to it later on. Okay, The Expendables 2, if you're going to rate it out of five. Oh, um, I had such a good time, as you can probably tell. Uh, it's going to be high. I'm going to come in at four out of five. You know what? No, four and a half out of five. I unabashedly enjoyed the crap out of this film. The cheesy one-liners, some, not all of them hit, but it doesn't matter. I just, you know, it's what when the first one came out is something that I'd been, we'd been saying like me and my friends like what happened to act, like quips in action movies like you get the marvel style quips but you never get the one-liners like we used to back in the day well like it's like all of the ones that weren't being done by other movies Stallone is making sure to get into his and <laughs> i love it i love someone busting into a room and doing like saying something ridiculous or like he's dressed as a priest so he says some like ridiculous line like peace be with or yeah whatever it is it's it always brings a smile to my face. The cast is incredible. Like it's, it's so rare to get uh, anywhere close to this kind of um, a cast for any role, but especially this many action icons in a single movie soundtrack, uh, all of it, the set design, the set pieces, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm never not going to talk about uh, him as villain um, and Scott Adkins as well. Uh, and his like, uh, fight with Statham. It's all great. Um, I love it. How myself. Yeah, same. I absolutely love it. I'm also going to come in at a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, I was just waiting to hear what, what your take was going to be. Sometimes it's hard going first, isn't it? Especially when it's yeah. a film like this where you know 
that you're just you're not really being overly critical you're just purely going on enjoyment like a lot of the things that we like about this you know the quips actors saying each other's lines from other movies we're liking all of that i feel like a professional critic is going to have issue with things like that like it's too cheesy yeah, yeah. too over the top but that just I, it makes me love it and again it feels like this movie was tailor-made for me, I have such a good time in this movie every time I watch it. So it is an easy 4.5 out of 5. I can't go crazy and give it a 5, but it's no, a 4.5. It's, not quite, there, but yeah, it's not quite there. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's sit around with your friends, enjoy some popcorn and pizza. Like, it's, it's a great time. It's a Absolutely. great time. Well, that's it for our episode all about The Expendables 2. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook at Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon. <laughs>